I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And before we get too, too far in, of course, we want to thank the wonderful patrons that help support this podcast. So, a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Top Cut's Trouble Sonny, and Caleb, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Marshawn Jones, Zyphris, Yeet the Feet, AD, Ash Blossom, and No Joy, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi, Has Anyone Actually Read Toy Vendor, HGH, Cyber, I Am McLincoln, Imagine Playing Yu-Gi-Oh! in 2022 on Earth in the Milky Way Galaxy, on, in the universe on Earth in 2022 playing Yu-Gi-Oh!, Jarrett Helton, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Quitting the Game is a Floodgate, Rudolph Sprite Farter, Tearlaments Havenness, Floodgate in Your Mouth, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, You Still Play Dragon Link, Will Cry Me a River While I'm Dragging These Nuts Across Your Face, Every Time. Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Brandon Potter, Cyberdark and Dragon is Actually Broken, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Jerry Beans Man, King, King Henry, Old Man Red, Pincode 143, Ray Powell, Shockmeister did nothing wrong, slaking it up. The Metacolors podcast tries to indoctrinate Sonny and Caleb to play Flunder. Hashtag Flunder best deck, L plus ratio plus Opelousa is not a floodgate. Where Opelousa dating Sim Konami. Thank you all again so much for your continued support of the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets Binder, and the Jaguar or Puma backpacks. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, you can find them using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Now, back to the show. 
course, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So thank you, of course, to the Millennium Threads. Woo! Gotta, I gotta do this in my head. Uh, Millennium Threads, so much. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. You can use code TOPCUT10 on their Etsy page to get 10% off of your order. And I recommend the hoodies. Great, great, great quality stuff. Also, be sure to check out the Dragon Shield Games affiliate link down or Dragon or Dragon Shield sleeves affiliate link down below. Just click it before you shop and you can get some awesome deals on some really cool Dragon Shield products. And of course, the last thing is our TCG player affiliate link, which is down below. Again, just clicking before you shop costs you nothing extra to support the channel. Heck yeah. Of course, the biggest way that you can support us and the channel is by, if you enjoy the content, go ahead and clicking that subscribe button. It costs you absolutely nothing and it just helps us out a ton. So with all of that said, why don't we go ahead and give the people what they want, Caleb? Of course, of course. All right, take the blanket off. No. That's what the people want. Too bad. Well, you hold on. Wait, wait. I said, let's give the people what you want what they want and you said of course because i thought it was talking about some of these new cards like the confirmed i mean also yes yes like uh you know some confirmed uh rarities we got some effects we got some new cards to talk about we got feet (laughs) so what are we so what card are we starting with oh you had to you had to check yourself you almost said, what are we starting with? And you knew what I would have said. Oh, my no, goodness. No, I just had to double back on my sentence because I have to do that sometimes. No, you knew what I was going to say. All right. Let's talk about the Bish deals. All right. So we got the formal TCG announcement for the Bish deals out of Darkwing Blast. They were originally called the Bisted in the OCG, OCG right? Yeah. And the English translation will be Bish deal. So your bestial cards are bestial magnumut, bestial Sarenir, 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 bestial Druiswarm, the bestial Lubellion, which is the secret rare from the archetype, the bestial Albalos, which is an ultra rare, branded regained and branded beast, because the bestial archetype is part of the branded uh, theming. And talk about talk about some branding, huh? Yeah. Uh, and we also have a Blazing Cartesia, the Virtuous, which is a secret rare also. It is not the greatest card for specifically Bish deals, but it is usable within the Albash strategy. It's a very good card. So, uh, I think Bish deal might be the next big meta threat to come out. I know people are talking about Kshatri Law, but from Sp- the gameplay that I've seen, that deck sucks. Well, no, 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 no. <clears throat> no one cares about Kshatri Law. They only care about Kasatri Law, Fenrir. They don't care about the rest of the cards. It's only... What does Fenrir do specifically that's so much better? He's Pankertops. That can then search for another copy of himself. Oh, that's pretty good. Like, you get, like, uh, but I don't think he pops. I think he bounces instead. Hold on, let me pull up his effect again. That's still pretty good regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Uh... fastest intro I've ever done. I killed that intro. Heck yeah. Uh, All right, you do that. I am going to talk about the new Valence boss monster. Go for it. So from the depths of the code of the game arrives 
Valance of the Wireframe Abyss Arctis 12. So this is coming from Photon Hypernova, which isn't releasing till February here. Uh, this is a level 12 Earth Fairy Fusion Pendulum Effect Monster with 3,000 attack and 3,000 defense and a pendulum scale of 12. Jesus. Pendulum Effect. You can only use the Pendulum Effect of this card's name once per turn. One, you can activate one of these effects. Special in this, mon this card to your main monster zone in its same column. Or move one monster in your main monster zone to the adjacent horizontal monster zone. Your monster effect. Two level 5 or higher valence monsters is the materials. And this face down card in the extra deck must first be special summoned by tributing the above cards. You can only use each effect of this card's name once per turn. One quick effect. You can switch the locations of two monsters in your main monster zone or two monsters in your opponent's main monster zone. Two, if a card or cards in the main monster zone or no, in the monster zone moves to another monster zone, you can destroy one card on the field. Pretty good for the archetype. Okay, Cassatria Law, Fenrir. If you control no monsters, you can splash them this card from your hand. Yeah. Uh, you can only use each, each of the following effects once per turn. And it's a super hard monster turn of blah, blah, blah. During your main phase, you can add a Cassatria Law monster from your deck to your hand. So he just special added a copy of himself. Sure. When this card declares an attack, or if your opponent activates a monster effect, except during the damage step, target a face-up card your opponent controls and banish it face down. Their card feels bad. It is both better and also worse. It only does it when your opponent's monster declares an attack. No, when it declares an attack. Oh. Or if your opponent activates a monster effect. Oh, okay. That's much more interesting. So what you do is you, uh, is that you special it, activate effect to search for another copy of himself, and then you just go through your plays. Because then mm. if your opponent's got a board of negate bonds of monsters on board that are their that are their negates, they get a choice there of activating their negate and losing a monster, or they have to have the follow up to protect whatever they're trying to use the negate on to not lose the body. Yeah. Uh, for example, let's say you made your normal board of, uh, what was it? Your, it was Baron and, for Sword Soul board, it's Baron and... Chisha. Yeah, Chisha. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word Chisha. Sure. <clears throat> Sorry, I was also spacing there for a second. Yeah. So I was, I was reading the, the fish cards that we're about to talk about. Yeah. So, special Kasachi Law, because I control the monsters. Sure. Activate effect to search. Sure. Let's say you go Chi Zhao Negate. Cool. Chain Banish Chi Zhao. Okay. And then, or Banish Baron. You have to Baron Negate. So you end up using both your Negates to stop that. It, it pretty much becomes a case of you're, you're going you're gonna to lose a finger. <laughs> right. Um, and all for the low, low cost of having it in your hand and special summoning it. And then let's say you don't kill this turn and you and your opponent passes and comes back, then you just do it again. Right. Because it just searches for another copy of itself. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm? Definitely. Very definitely very interesting. Alright, next we have the uh, new goatee cards. So these are all coming in Darkwing Blast to the TCG. This is an expansion on the last archetype, the last sets um, fish cards that came out. Mm hmm So the following translations are from Italian to English and do not necessarily represent a final English text for the cards. This means don't be surprised at things like Omen, 
are different for the actual English versions of the card, or the PSCT is mildly different. Yeah, yeah. But it still gives us a general sense of how this is how these cards are going to work. Yeah. <coughs> Go ahead. Take it the first one. Sure. Uh, first off, we have X. Ixeep. Ijeep. He's Ijeep. Ijeep, Omen of the Goatee. Level 4 water fish effect monster, 1500 attack, no defense. If a fish monster becomes banished, except during the damage step, you can special summon this card from your hand. During the standby phase of the next turn after this card was banished, you can target one of your goatee traps that is banished or in your graveyard, set it. You can only use this effect once per turn. Note that Exeep is an anagram of Piaget. Yeah, Piaget. Yeah, Piaget. I assume Portuguese and his latest languages word for fish. Pichy? But basically, it's it's an anagram for fish in Portuguese. Kind of like how Elmodir Escuiardo uh, is Portuguese for dark. Yeah, there's a lot more of these coming up. Yeah. So all the goatee names are anagrams, anagrams for fish in different languages. For the most part, yeah. All of these are. Next, we have Snopios. Uh, guard Shadow of the Goatee. Level 6 Water Fish Effect Monster. 2100 Attack Zero Defense. During the main phase quick effect, you can banish two fish monsters from your hand and or graveyard. Special summon this card from your hand. If this card is special summoned, you can target one face-up card on the field, banish it when it leaves the field. If this card becomes banished, you can banish one fish monster from your graveyard, add this card to your hand. You can only use each effect of Snopius Shadow of the Goatee once per turn. This one is an anagram of poisson, which is French for fish. Chocolate bleu. I'm going to do fromage. Next up, we have Zep, Ruby of the Goatee. Level 2 water fish tuner. He's a tuner. No attack, L1000 defense. You can banish this card from your hand, then target a fish monster in your graveyard. Banish it. It's a self-DD crow. Yes. It's funny. During your opponent's turn, while this card is banished, you can special summon it. If this card is special summon... You can, except during the damage step, immediately after this effect resolves, synchro summon a fish synchro monster using this card you control. You can only use each effect of Zep Ruby of the Fish, Ruby of the Goatee, once per turn. Uh, Zep, it is an anagram of Pez, which is Spanish for fish. Yep. Next, we have Arianpos Serpent of the Goatee. Level 6 water fish synchro effect monster. 2100 attack, zero defense. Materials, one tuner, one or more non-tuner monsters. If this card is synchro summoned, you can banish one level 6 or lower fish monster from your deck. If this card is sent to the graveyard of synchro material, you can target one fish monster in your graveyard, banish that target. Then you can add one fish monster with an equal or lower level from your deck to your hand. You can only use each effect of Arianne Post's secret serpent of the goatee once per turn. Note, Arianne Post is an anagram of Apsarian, ancient Greek for fish. Neat. Uh, next up, we have Guoglim. I, I would think it would be Guoglim. Yeah, Guoglim. Spear of the Fish. Spear of the Goatee. Man, Guoglim just looks like a magic card name. Honestly, it does. And uh, the, art, the art looks like it, too. Guoglim, Spear of the Underdark. Yeah. Or something. Or Spear of the Deep. Uh, level 8 water fish synchro, 8 2700 uh, attack, no defense. Materials a fish tuner and a non tuner and one or more non tuner monsters. Near impossible, right? Yeah, and so hard. At the start of the damage step, if this card bows an opponent's monster, you can banish that opponent's monster. At the start of the damage step. Man, that's 
pretty good. During your opponent's standby phase, you can banish this card. Then if all monsters use the synchro material for this card, synchro summon are in your graveyard, you can special summon them, but then banish them when they lose leave the field. You can tag oh he can he can desync he can desynchro himself. Yep. Don't you just love the how how slowly that realization came as I went through that sentence? Yeah. But yeah, this dude can just desynchro himself. Uh let's see. Guaglim is an anagram of Mulgogi. 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 The Korean word for fish. Yep. Next, you have Goti Cosmos, a normal trap card. Apply these effects in sequence based on the number of banished fish monsters. 1 plus, your fish monsters cannot be destroyed by battle this turn. 4 plus, the activation and effect of fish monsters effects activated on your field cannot be negated this turn. And 8 plus, special summon one fish synchro monster from your extra deck. This, this is treated as a synchro summon. <laughs> You can only activate Goatee Cosmos once per turn. Oh, man, that's so funny. That's crazy. Not, not only is that crazy, if it's one, of the one if it ban, if it's the one that banishes itself, it, it still it can still bring it back because it was still classified as being Synchro Summoned. Yeah, that's, that's true. crazy. <laughs> All right, next up we have Goatee Fury, Continuous Trap Card. You can target a fish monster you control and one monster your opponent controls. Banish both until the next standby phase. If a fish monster is special summoned to your field while any card is banished, you can banish this card from your graveyard or a face-up spell trap zone. All fish monsters you currently control gain 100 attack for each card currently banished. You can only use each effect of Goaty Fury once per turn. For so, what it's worth, there are a few synchro fish monsters in the game that it can that you can summon off of that. Hmm? Um White or a whale? I I'm looking at it. Uh, there's also white or a what? Dolphin? Yes, and Bahamut, and uh, Mo Monoceros. Yeah, and which it's is basically a narwhal, and ravenous Carco dragon, Archithus. Ooh, oh, Croco. Yeah, ravenous Carco dragon. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The, the Goaty archetype shaping up to. Be doing something. I don't know. No, I don't know what it's doing, but it's doing something. It do be doing somethings. All right. So, how do we feel? Well, I think the archetype's pretty cool. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? Oh yes, I got dibs, dog. Plunder Patrol Ship Jord. Go for it. All right. I could see the disappointment on your face because you wanted to read it because it's pretty hype. <coughs> uh, I've already read it. The hype is coming from the memes. Dude, the effect should be where the hype is coming from. This, <laughs> this card's crazy. Also, our work is fantastic. True. All right, so this is Plunder Patrol Ship Jord. Is it Jord or Jord? Well, or is it Yord? Uh, based on what I'm looking at, it'd be Yord. Yord. Alright, it is a Fiend Synchro Pendulum Effect Earth Level 8, 1500 Attack, 3000 Defense. Pendulum Effect. That's right, it is a Pendulum. So this is a Synchro Pendulum Monster. You can only use the Pendulum Effect of this card's name once per turn. One, you can declare one attribute. Return this card to the extra deck, and if you do, special summon one Plunder Patrol token, which is a level 4 Fiend 00. zero. With that attribute that you declared to each field in defense position, 
That's that's pretty good because that's then, crazy. Because it because then it gives so that, so that like, no matter what your what deck your opponent's playing, they have the attribute you're looking for. Yes, always. That's that's like the biggest weakness of plunder decks is when the opponent doesn't do anything, or if they don't have a at the time. Uh, what was it? Dark light or fire monster? No, it was earth wind and. No, no, they did not have a dark light or fire because there was a dark ship, a light ship, and a fire ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they weren't playing a dark light or a fire based deck. Gee, how many of those are there? Right. Um, you were kind of sol. I was gonna say you're just not gonna get to play the game. Yeah. All right, and the monster effect: one tuner, one or more non-tuners is its synchro materials. You can only use the first and second monster effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if your opponent special summons a monster or monsters. You can add one Plunder Patrol card from your deck to your hand. Then, if this card is equipped with a Plunder Patrol card, you can special summon one Plunder Patrol monster from your deck. Crazy. Two, you can target one Plunder Patrol card in your graveyard, add it to your hand, and if you do, place this card in your pendulum zone. Holy moly. Oh, check this out. Yord is the Norse Earth Goddess. This is so freaking good. Oh, yeah. So what I like about it is that um, this card it feels like the most pushed card that I've ever seen. So, like, what I like most about it is on the artwork. So, it's an Earth attribute ship, right? Sure. So, what do you think an Earth attribute ship would look a like? A tank. Yeah, it's it's a ship. It's a land ship with wheels. It really do be like that. Just driving on the beach. Also, the head of the ship, the mast of the ship, looks like looks kind of like Yoshi. You're not wrong. <laughs> Yoshi! Alright, we got some more cards coming out of Darkwing Blast. This is the upcoming TCG set releasing on October. The pre-release is on the 15th. I think official release is the 21st. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is all the ninja cards. We've actually already covered all of these ninja cards. But we have not covered... I ju- There is one thing I do want to mention about this archetype that is absolutely hilarious. What? Uh, in the new... Where is it at? Uh, ninjutsu art of dancing leaves it says to, you activate this card by targeting a ninja monster or a face down defense position monster on the field and tribute it it doesn't say your ninjas or defense position or face down defense position monsters what card is this again it's uh, the continuous trap near the bottom ninjutsu art of dancing leaves why does this matter that it doesn't spare spe- specifically target ninjas well if you scroll up to the equip spell right above it First line. Oh, so you can equip it to your opponent's monster and make it be treated as an ninja monster. Yep. You can also do stuff like Book of Moon and stuff like that to flip them face down and then tribute them off. Yeah. Now, there wasn't one new card. So we got, you know, this big announcement with the YouTubers. And the the YouTuber who did the ninjas did also get to announce a new world premiere card. So this is a TCG exclusive. Yep. Destructive Daruma Karma Cannon, which is a trap retrain of an old vanilla monster from back from back in the day. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Dharma Cannon. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, old card. So, it's a normal trap. Change as many monsters on the field as possible to face down defense position. Then if either player controls a face-up monster, they must send all face-up monsters they control to the graveyard. It reads broken because it books a moon everything on field, and then anything that's that was immune to the trap card, towers, and link monsters all gets sent to grave. 
Yeah. And yes, if like if they have a mo- if your opponent has a monster that's unaffected by this trap card, it does still get sent to graveyard because it's not because the trap card isn't sending it to grave. It's making the player send them to grave. Yes, which is entirely different, which is bizarre. But hey, it's cool. It is bizarre. It, it I think it's a cool card, and it still works really well because then afterward you can ninjutsu art of dancing leaves and tribute off their now set monsters. Right. All right, next we have the new V-Jump promo. We talked about this, I believe, on the last episode. Like, literally the last episode. But now we have the effect. Yes. So this is Beetle Amalgamation Zex Stagger. A level 8 wind insect effect monster. It's Amalgamaton. I guess you're right. 1,500 attack, 2,600 defense. You can only see first and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if an insect monster is special, you can special on this card from your hand. Two gains 300 attack for every insect monster on the field. And three, during the end phase, each player can special summon one insect monster from their hand or graveyard, but its effects are negated. That's actually not the worst thing. I mean, because, like, let's say you have this student scout buggy in your hand. Normal summon scout buggy, special this dude. Scout buggy then brings out another one. Activate effect, special summon another insect. Boom, that's a link four because you normal yes. summoned. But that's exactly where its usefulness begins. And, well, you could also, like, super late game drop this dude and you can get pretty big. Yeah. Depending upon how many bugs are on field. And he starts at 15. But just for special summoning him, he's immediately uh, 2,100. Right. The monster, right. the monster, the insect that I special summoned and then him. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have some new fairy cards. All right, so let's talk about Hexenringe Summoner Fairy. It's a level three wind insect tuner effect monster, 800 attack, 1500 defense. You can only special summon with the first effect of this card's name once per turn. One, if there's an insect and or plant monster in the graveyard, you can special summon this card from your hand. Two, if this card you control is used as synchro material for an insect or plant monster, you can treat it as a non-tuner. Pretty solid. Um. Okay, I just realized her name is Fairy. She is not a fairy, though. Fairy is her name. Oh, okay. Her name is the Hex Ring Summoner Fairy. Gotcha. Okay, uh, note, Incon, which is the characters, means a Taurus, or a basically a donut-shaped object, typically... But a secondary kanji circle has been replaced by Cryer Summon, the latter half of Shokan, i.e. Summon. It's obviously riffing on a fairy ring, so let's go with Hexen Ring, a, ger- a German term for them. Gotcha. It was also has the extended letter cutoff, so I'll go with the spelling of fairy to differ the two. Okay? That's literally that's what it says in the uh, translator notes. All right. Uh, you want to do the last card? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's the synchro that goes along with her. Circle of fairy. Bro, I lost my phone. What? I lost my phone. It's our camera. Oh my god, you're right. Wow. I was about to say, are you are you kidding me? It's our camera. I'm not even gonna joke, bro. I completely forgot. I was like sitting here because it's about the time that like my wife should be like going to bed and stuff, but she like staying up late watching the Jeffrey Dahmer show. So I was gonna like shoot her a quick little text message like, "Good night, like yeah, good night, love you. Hope you're okay watching that Jeffrey Dahmer show in the dark in our bedroom alone, with like a little knife emoji or something." And uh, 
I was like, dog, where's my phone? I have lost it. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Kim. We have Hello, video. Sonny. Hello, Sonny's phone. Honestly, dude. Okay. So the new synchro is called Circle of Fairy. Level 7 wind plant synchro effect. I got to get a sip of water after that. Honestly, I'm, I'm lost. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, twenty. We'll go. We'll go get some water while I uh, go get a sip of water while I read this. I have my cup. Yeah, I said go get a sip of water. Uh, attack. You can't 20, make me do anything. Attack twenty two hundred. Defense twenty five hundred. Materials a tuner and one or more non tuners. You can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. During your main phase, you can normal summon an insect or plant monster in addition to your normal summoner set. You can only gain this effect once per turn. Two. When a monster. Or monsters is or are destroyed by a battle involving your insect or plant monster and sent to the graveyard. You can change, you can target one of them, inflict damage to your opponent equal to half the attack it had on the field. Then you gain life points equal to the damage inflicted. That's not great, but the first effect is really solid. Yeah, it's really not a terrible card. Like, yeah, yeah like I mean, th yeah, you're you're probably never going to actually utilize that secondary effect. But the double summon effect. Right. On a synchro. On a generic level 7 plant synchro monster. So anything that likes to synchro 7 that uses insects and plants can utilize this dude. Absolutely. It's just another another piece of the puzzle for plant synchro strategies. Or insect synchro. Yes. If you if you decide to run the... Uh, Sync sect, even. Synced sect. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for new cards and releases. So, <clears throat> let's take just a moment to thank our wonderful sponsor, ETB Games. ETB is, of course, your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have everything that you need for all of your sealed and singles, as well as your sleeves, deck boxes, binders, playmats, and more for the card games that you love. They also have a wonderful selection of figurines and different paints and books and everything you need for your tabletop game. So be sure to check out ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. They have a link down below. Now, before we get too far any farther and before I forget, I want to take a moment to thank everybody that has been participating in our remote dual tournaments over in our Discord server. Woo! Now, as promised, we will be hosting an invitational only remote dual tournament in the server. And the way that people got invites for this tournament <clears throat> was by playing on a remote dual invitational. We did it the way that regionals used to do it, where everybody could earn an invite by placing in the top two. Usually we only had eight to 12 people. And if you got first or second, you would earn an invite. However, if first or second already had an invite, then they would get another invite and the next person down that didn't have an invite would also get one. So you could potentially get three or four invites per tournament. You know, it, it's, there's definitely ways. It wasn't a super exclusive, it's not the most exclusive events in the world, is what I'm trying to say. But we are having the Invitational on October 29th. Which is a Saturday. Yes. So be prepared. If you still want to get into the invitational, you still have an opportunity to do so. You just have to go ahead and go into our Discord server and participate. I think there's three weeks or 
yes, this episode will come out on a Friday. There will be three Thursdays for you to enter and play in our remote little tournaments before this comes up. So, yeah, yeah. Be sure to check out our remote little tournaments. The winner of this tournament will be receiving some pretty, pretty cool stuff. May or may not be a trophy involved. So, be sure to check that out. And until then, thank you so much for everybody that's been participating in the remote tournaments. I'll be completely honest. I don't know that we're going to keep doing them too often after. We might move it to every other week or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the more that we move into Christmas time. Not not just Christmas time, but also, well, the holidays, yeah, but more as people are going back to locals and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, I think remote duels is still a good way for people to get practice, but there will always always be people around in the server that you can find games with. Oh, definitely. Without there being a dedicated tournament. So we'll still do tournaments at times. It just won't be a weekly thing. Yeah, yeah. After the Invitational. So. Okay. So let's go ahead and do mailbag questions. Woo! Now, I know that we're only halfway through the episode. We're moving into mailbag questions, but... We decided to get a bunch of them. Yeah, well, I sent out an at the whole server and got way more of them than I thought we were going to get. Mm -hmm. So... Let's uh, do it! We're going to speed run some of these. Favorite boss monster? Ooh, I've actually got a tie... Same. Uh, mine used to be an easy peasy gate guardian, but Gear Geek and X has moved into my top spot also. Okay, mine's either uh, Krenko Mob Boss or Wart Bogart Auntie. I have no idea what either of those even are. They're goblins from Magic the Gathering, and they're okay, amazing. Hold on, hold on. I thought we were just talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, if we're just talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, then probably I haven't ever really thought about it. It's either. Great Bubble Reef. Miranda's Great Bubble Reef. Ooh, okay. Uh, just because uh, she's such a cool, like, recursion... Not recursion engine. Like, draw engine. Sure. Very balanced. Where it, Both balanced and unbalanced. It's, yes. It's bizarre. Um, it's either... Yeah, so it's either Great Bubble Reef or probably... I'm trying to remember the name of the monster. If you can't remember the name of the monster, it is not your favorite. Googly Eyes Drum Dragon. All right, never mind. That might be your... I, I understand. <laughs> He's like the best thing ever. <laughs> He's so dumb. Okay. How would you go about teaching or reintroducing someone to the game? Uh, Probably start with like something simple like Edison or GOAT format. I was thinking Yugi Kaiba format. Yeah, something simple. Yes. And then, like, you know, start with, this is basic rules with literally starter deck Yugi, starter deck Kaiba. I would give them a, a device that has Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel downloaded. <laughs> and let them go through the tutorial. And then once they go through the tutorial, go through all the solo modes. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, But, I mean, if you're, but if you're trying to use actual cards, very simple decks that don't use any extra deck mechanics. And then... Afterward, introduce them to one extra deck mechanic. Give them a deck to do that mechanic. Start with fusions, maybe. Get, maybe give them heroes. So that way we can kind of get you some fusion works. Do the same thing with synchros, exceeds, links. I think the best thing to do would be to play Yugi Kaiba format. 
And then after playing Yugi Kaiba format, then go into, say, around Edison. Yeah, yeah. Because in Edison, you have... You, you skip over just the weird, like, GOAT format. Yeah, you've got a fusion deck, but it's unlimited, and you only have fusions, yes. and you don't really actually summon them the right way. You summon them via metamorphosis, metamorphosis and stuff and, and it's like, yeah, weird and, and like you just had a big thick extra deck yeah monsters just so, to bluff whether or not you were even running metamorphosis right so i would skip over that and i would go straight into edison format yeah where you can teach them or even plant synchro format where you can teach multiple different types of um types of extra deck mechanics or yes. even even straight into hat format to be completely yeah. honest with you well i mean because i mean i would do like edison first because you could teach him about contact few the differences between regular fusion and contact fusion yes with uh gladiator beast and you can also teach him about synchro summons it's synchro monsters in general yes in the concept of tuner uh ix then after that i would go into exceeds which are actually once you like read an exceed and get it explained how you how you do it it's the easiest one in my opinion oh yeah it's it's the easiest one to understand just on a base level because other than maybe links yeah because well no actually i think it's easier than links oh yeah no no because it specifies on the card what the materials are then, all, then at that point it's just yeah you stack them one on top of the other and that's it and like it's real easy to pick up and get it took me five ever to understand uh pendulums and link monsters yeah it took me a long time to get link monsters too but i think there is a realistic there's there's a realistic argument to be made that if you're introducing someone into the game you can just ignore the existence of pendulums altogether for the most part um when i got back into the game i didn't know what pendulums did for the longest time i just picked up dinosaurs which is a great deck to play because modern dinosaurs has synchros, exceeds, and link, link monsters. Yeah. So dinosaurs really kind of give you the gambit of all the different extra deck mechanics that are really relevant. And then fusions are just kind of easy to understand. And pendulums don't <laughs> really exist anymore. So yeah, um, well, especially if you're especially if it's someone who was in the game originally and watched a lot of the anime because they did use the fusion mechanic a lot in the a lot in the anime right uh you know then later they kind of moved away from it especially after gx yeah um i just think that dinosaurs is a great first competitive deck for people because also first off it's dirt cheap oh yeah um and you don't so cheap and you don't need expensive staples to make the deck function either yeah that's fair yeah, yeah. um like you don't need you don't need ashes help but ash is cheap now it is, that's it's true. It's $5 a copy. For now. Yeah, for now. By the way, if you don't have your Ash Blossoms, they're not getting cheaper than this. Get them yeah, yes, now. Yes, get them right now. If, if you need throw-ins on trades and you're 10 or 15 bucks apart on trades and they have common Ashes, get them. Get them. Get them. Take Just them do it. all. Get every Ash Blossom you can get your hands on because in a year's time, Ash oh, yeah. is going to be $20 again. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like after the Rainbow Dragon Structure that comes out of print, they're going to be... Eh, well, I don't think they're going to be 20 They will be $20. I'm thinking 15 because now there's two common printings. One of them was ve- w- 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 would have been was thirty dollars. Uh, no, I was saying one of them was incredibly, incredibly released, incredibly recent. 
Like yes, yeah. But now sure. after that, though, if they don't do any more reprints of Ash for another three years, Ash needs to be in every structure deck for the next five years. Oh, absolutely. There's got there's got to be so many many of them that people just have them just have an entire bulk binder full of them. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite deck that you've played? Uh, I'm currently sitting on as a tie on Labyrinth and Marincess, actually. I am on a tie between Swordsoul and Tri-Brigade, honestly. And I know that sounds crazy, because I talk, I reminisce heavily about my days of playing Girgia and stuff. But, oh my goodness, dude. I have had such a good time playing Swordsoul and Tri-Brigade. It's just, it's a different kind of Yu-Gi-Oh that I enjoy. Yeah, it, for me though, it depends on what what mood am I what mood am I in? Am I in a I uh, if I'm in a mood of I'm I'm allow I'm going to let you do this. I'm allowing this. I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, I feel more labyrinth. Sometimes I just want a wombo combo. Yeah. Favorite card mechanic. Uh, probably link summoning right now. Mine's probably exceeds overall. Yeah, mine mine changes from almost day to day. Yeah, a structure deck you would like to see? Give me Girgia 2.0. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Machina 3.0. Let's go. I don't know. I've never even really thought about that one. Uh, my first answer would be something like one of the older ones. Oh, I know Dragoonity. Hey, we need another Dragoonity structure deck. We just got one. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Yeah, they just broke it up into Ghosts from the Past 1. Yeah, then we didn't get a structure deck. They said you got a structure deck. Yeah. I, I want that. Yeah, at least we're getting the Dark World one. Yeah, that's that's. Don't fair. complain. All right, why didn't they ban Mystic Crime? I mean, Mystic Mine. Because. Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG, Yu -Oh! TCG views Mystic Mine in the same way that Yu-Gi-Oh! OCG views Maxi. It is a necessary evil in their eyes to slow down the pacing of the game and make lesser competitive strategies more competitive. That way, they can sell more cards. They do not want tier zero formats. They want high levels of diversity in the game, and Mystic Mine allows them to create artificial levels of diversity. That's it. Reasons. Exactly. Favorite archetype artwork? Ooh, the artwork. Uh, hmm. For me, it'd probably actually be Mr. Rune. You know what? Runic might be the right answer here. Runic, that, that was the TCG name, yeah. Runic is such a cool concept for yeah. art for TCG. Truth be told, everything out of... Um, Tactical Masters. Tactical, all, literally all the archetypes out of Tactical Masters, for me, are all equally cool. Yeah, they really are really, really cool. Like, just as a concept... For what they are, which is just all video game, different forms of video games, it's just so cool to me. Of course, I think if I'm choosing a favorite archetype artwork, gosh, that's such a difficult thing. It's so, it feels like recency bias to just shoot Runic right up to the yeah, top. Yeah, but at the same time, man, I can't come up with another one. Um, if I had to pick a second, uh, like a technically a fourth one at this point uh i would probably say the albaz stuff the albaz archetype does have some very nice artworks mm -hmm. behind it uh particularly like the tokens yeah the tokens are awesome mm -hmm. gorgeous tokens yeah all right thoughts on dynamorphia 
it's a really cool deck and i love the concept of mighty, of mighty morphing dino rangers but needs Deck's work bad. yeah the the only one that's the only card out there that's any good is theresia yes speaking of i have starlight if anybody's interested i want high rarity <laughs> x savers <laughs> all right if you oh okay how about this uh rotate same set of staples or have multiple sets for each deck buddy i'm poor I rotate as well, uh, as nice as it would be to have my set of staples for everything. I rotate as do I like the, the there was actually a time where I didn't rotate. That's because dark hole. I had like 12 dark holes, 13 MSTs. I might legitimately pick up a second and third play set of ash. Now that they're five bucks a piece, just so that I can not rotate on some decks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Then, like, if you're going to, like, a large tournament, you can just rotate into your high-rarity ones. Yeah. So. If you were to Konami and were told to create a new archetype based on one of the less well-represented monster typings in the game, what type would you choose to support and a bonus for what theme or gimmick would the deck have? I'm going to give the meme answer for this. I, I know this is going. Volcanic support. Which is pyro support. Yeah. But specifically volcanics. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, in reality, I... Hmm. It's so weird, right? Because you don't want to do beast winged beast or beast warrior. Because that that, that is that's a... tri brigade territory. Not only is that tri brigade territory, that's a sticky wicket. Yes. You got to be careful when you print stuff in yes. that. Especially beast warrior. You don't want to do fish, sea serpent, or aqua. Because we just got them, and that's another sticky wicket. You don't want to do thunder. Thunder is less of a sticky wicket. Sprite than... is thunder. Yeah, but they're not. Search for a thunder monster. Yeah, I guess. So a non-level two thunder archetype is perfectly fine, as long as it's search for the, like archetypal tribal stuff. Yeah. I think that. Maybe a, maybe a Raka archetype that isn't a crime. Oh, you said a rock archetype? Yeah, that isn't a crime. I would like to have a music-themed rock archetype. You Call know them the rock and rollers. You know archetype is wildly underrepresented in the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game that we need more of? Archetype or type? Typing, I mean. What's that? Machines, dog. Why don't we have more machines in the game? There's not enough machines. Bro, I swear to some of your... Or dragons. Bulk. Bro, I swear to some of your bulk. You have an entire box separated that's just machines. I'm aware. I'm not even done sorting your bulk, and like half the other stuff is more machines. Caleb sorts my bulk for me, and I give him whatever he wants out of it. Pretty much. So. All right. Um, what archetype or archetypes would you like to see more support for to make them more meta viable? And what would this new support do for these archetypes? All right, hear me out. Gear Gear support. And what it does is, if you control a face down monster in your field, you special, it's a level four machine, you special summon it from your hand. And then flip the. And then flip that face down defense position monster face up and trigger its effect if it has one. And if it's a Gear Gear monster with a, with a flip, with a effect that activates when it's flipped face up, activate the effect. Yeah. Literally just a way to abuse Gear Gear armor. Yeah. And make it a not once per turn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, well, because if you do that, then you just keep setting and research resummoning your gear gear armor. Can gear can gear 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 can the armor uh, set itself? Is it a flip flop monster? Yes. 
Huh. But is that a hard... But is that flip face down thing a hard once per turn? Soft once per turn. And Girgi Accelerator Special Summon itself from the hand if you control a Girgi monster is not once per turn. Well, that's the thing because it okay. So like, let's say you set the armor, uh, and then you can special summon the one that the abuser. Yeah. Flip. Search for Accelerator Special Accelerator. I'm with you. That's it. Or you could search another one of the abusers and yeah, the flip face down boop, again boop. and do it again. Yeah, and that would give you uh two rank two rank fours. One rank, one super rank four that requires more than yes. two materials, or a link four, or I mean, a link four plus a body. Oh yeah, very possibly. Yeah, because you go okay if you have the armor set, you special, and then flip armor. Oh, search another one of that oh. guy. So you have three of that guy and armor. And on the last armor flip, you search for accelerator. Search accelerator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. It would be broken beyond all belief. The yeah. issue is it's a two-card combo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, now, if I had to add cards, I would probably probably do Harpies, just because I like Harpies. That is fair. Harpies are cool. More specifically, I just and I like the way they play, particularly along, uh, what is that rank four Xyz they got? Phantas Fanta Phantasm Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, I really like the concept of Phantasm Dragon, where the more harpy uh, monsters you control, it gets different effects. Yeah, and I really like that as a game mechanic because then it gives you a reason to not just keep, you know, uh, linking them away and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and synchroing and exceeding and blah 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 blah. It gives you a reason to keep these norm these weaker bodies on board. All right, any tips for going to first locals? I was finally able to get all of my hand traps mm. due to the Megatons and the Crystal Beast structure deck, and I would love to go, but I'm nervous of looking dumb in front of others, especially playing against decks I'm not familiar with. Just got back into the game last year. All you can really do is just kind of take a deep breath, and um, if you know that now, if the, now if you've been to this local, just kind of dropping in to still, you know, check out the venue. Uh, if they seem like cool people, let them know. Hey, you know, this is my first tournament. Can you show me the ropes? It's basically what me and Sonny did. Yeah, I would even go so far as to say that if you already have your deck built, you already have all the cards you need, then as long as you are properly maintaining everything, making sure you have the proper sleeves a decent play mat yeah. things of that sort deodorant yeah yeah, yeah. Be, smell nice present yourself as a presentable human being and from there all it is it's nothing about the way you play the game it's about basic human interaction skills you, you, well all, another part of that is that you do kind of kind of have to understand some of the it's about social interaction yeah that's the core uh, of the game is social interaction with your opponent. Particularly with the social shortcuts that a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! players take. Such as, instead of going through what you're technically supposed to, which is draw phase, attempt to end draw phase, I have nothing I have a response. Cool. Standby. I have nothing during standby. Do you have anything during standby? No. Attempt to enter main. Right. <laughs> they just People just go, standby main. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is informing you, I have nothing to activate here. My draw standby, and I am tempting just to go straight to main. Do you have anything to activate during any of those phases? Yeah. You know, it's also learning the shortcuts and the... For sure. Uh, Follow-up to the teaching or reintroducing someone to the game. What deck would you use? I say again, if, we're, if you're looking for modern, I would just go dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it's a dirt cheap deck. Uses Link, Synchro, and Xyz. Like, I think the most expensive card main deck-wise is literally Chimera. Gar uh, Scrap Chimera, who I still think is like... Five bucks or something for the yeah, gold. Like, between five and seven for the gold rare. Yeah. Everything else is dollars. Yeah, the only other really expensive thing is staples at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I think Logias and Dolkas are a... No, no, they got gold. Logia got a gold rare. Dolka did not. Or is it the other way around? Um, I don't fully remember. There's an also an extract mod. Oh, access codes are kind of expensive. Yeah, but it's getting a reprint. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they announced a reprint for our access code talker if you missed that. Yeah, yeah. In the new Battles of Legend Crystal... Yeah, it's a Crystal Beast-themed Battles of Legend set. It's Crystal Revenge or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's literally all we know is the name of it. And there was a leak that has act or there was there was a there was a rumor. A, a rumor. Rumor. Hearsay. We didn't say we didn't say the L word. That wasn't said. There was hearsay that Access Code was gonna be in it. Yeah. In a um, Spanish publication. Yeah. Uh so right now the only things card in there is like Access Code in Appaloosa. Yeah. And Borload Savage Dragon. It's like thirty something dollars. Yeah. That card roller coaster of a pricing on that card. Yeah, that card's insane. Just up to $30, down to 5 up to 40 down to 8 up to 35 And it's held between 30 and 40 for like a year now. Yeah, it just... The card's wild. It's crazy. Um, theoretically, though, you don't need the Borload Savage, but it's kind But it helps. It's kind of like having cake without icing um honestly when you were playing the deck you weren't even playing savage nope and it wasn't because you didn't have one you had access to one you just didn't have the deck space uh more specifically i didn't have the scrap engine i didn't have chimeras no you did you had everything you needed but at the right, time right i was doing something funky yeah, you you needed space for the Preda plant and Destroyer Phoenix Enforcer package. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I was like, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, now so. I would run the, I'd run it. Um, but Dolka can basically do the Logia and Dolka can basically do the same thing. Pretty much. Like if you make a Logia, Dolka's not once per turn. Yeah, like if you make a or once per chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like if you just kind of go shrug, make a like make a Logia and a Dolka. You have, it's better than a Borload Savage, Logia, and Dolk on board. Pretty much, yeah. Like, the only thing that it can't stop is Dark Roller No More and uh, Forbidden Drop where they send a monster. Right. Two things that. No monster negate can yeah, stop. Yeah, Borload Savage. One monster negate can stop. Hot Red Dragon, Archfiend Abyss. Correct. Because you can activate something else and then activate Hot Red Dragon to target the card. All right, we got a bunch more in just a couple minutes. Yeah. My little brother hates any form of interruption, hand traps, negates, etc., but absolutely loves floodgates. What disciplinary action can I take to hopefully make him reconsider his interests? Let him play the floodgates, flip a roll decree on him. Yo! 
that was so much meaner than what I was going to say and so much simpler. Hold on. Oh Hold on, my I'm not God, done. That's so brutal. Hold on, I'm not done. Mega Beat Cop. Tribute summon Jinzo. Oh my God. No, dude. no, 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 not Jinzo. Just flip the roll decree. Make a Beat Cop. Put put the patrol counter on the roll decree and just stare at him. How are you even? By the way, I've pre-read these. <laughs> Caleb has not. He answered like that instantly, out of instinct. My first instinct was to, uh, depending on how young your little brother is and how, um, how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How much you want to rub his nose in it? No, 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 no. How young Going or how impressionable he is. That, that yeah, that's fair. I didn't, you might I didn't be able consider to convince that. him because kids are not always the brightest. You might be able to convince him that there was another new ban list and they put Red Reboot, Harpy's Feather Duster, and Heavy Storm all to three. Something, a third option. Which only works for a little while, but it proves to him that there's an, an issue here. Another option, which is probably the better option, is to just show him why they're, why uh, floodgates are, why uh, hand traps are better, interactions are better than floodgates. Yeah, not and not even better in the in game, but why they cr- create a better atmosphere for play. Yeah. Um, so what we're saying is play Eldlich against him. <laughs> play full floodgate Eldlich against him. Yes. That's the only way you can win this. It would also depend on what deck the little brother is playing. If the little brother is just playing floodgate flood, floodgate the deck, roll decree. If not, play. out floodgate him. Yeah, just out floodgate. You can do it, but better. And then explain, this is why we don't floodgate people. Thoughts on time? Ooh, just build that dude's Mystic Mind Burn deck from YCS Rio. <laughs> Do that. Oh, boy. We we took the nuclear option that could very easily just make this kid not want to play Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore. Do it. Don't. <laughs> Thoughts on time rules and cards? The time rules suck, and the, car- the cards being used to abuse the new time rules is just a, a normal... Um, it's a logical evolution. next step. Yeah, it's a logical evolution. Yeah. The time rolls suck. I still think it's hilarious that Gaga Cowboy is all of a sudden a valid rank four. Yeah. Again, which is hilarious. Which lore is better, World Legacy or Albaz? Give me World Legacy. Yeah, I, I kind of prefer the Albaz because of the will they, won't they uh, yeah. ship between uh, Ecclesia and, Al- and uh, Albaz. Yeah. Best way to ease a friend into Yu-Gi-Oh for the first time? I'm telling you, Yugi Kaiba started X. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, don't 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 do what I've seen some people do, which is just pick up their friend and throw them in the deep end, and they're like, "I can't swim. Better learn quick." True. In your honest opinion, who's the goofiest silly guy? Uh, p- probably Googly Eyes Drum Dragon. I was thinking myself, but yeah, that, I mean that works too. Um, best pack you've ever opened. That pack that had that Starlight Dragoon in it. That was awesome. Yeah, I have nothing to beat that. Yeah. All right. Um, if you could create an archetype card, Labyrinth for Caleb and Sword Soul for Sunny to help your decks with whatever it may be lacking, what type of card would it be and what would the effect be? I would do a trap card. Okay, a normal trap. Okay. Um, you can, uh, If you control Labyrinth Monster, you can activate this card from your hand. Sure. Search for a normal trap. Sure. You cannot activate it that turn. Fair. That's it. 
Um. Hmm. Actually, that kind of makes it redundant. It, it keeps you from like searching an imperm and then using it on your opponent. Yeah. I think I make a card that basically says if you control a face-up sword soul monster, you can discard this card from your hand to activate this effect. And the effect is some form of interruption. Oh, because that's sword soul's biggest issue is that Oh, like a like a Book of Moon effect. Right. Something on a, like that. On a hand trap if you control a sword soul. Yeah, so basically either a sword soul hand trap or sword soul graveyard banish effect. So a like you can banish this Yeah, like, like you could banish this card from your graveyard to uh tribute one monster your opponent controls or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So like the idea is Sword Soul already has like great forms of on-board interruption and varied types of interruption, which is good, but Sword Soul does struggle to have interruptions that come from the hand and or the graveyard, which is currently the deck's biggest weakness. So having something to be able to do that, and I'm really having a better thing to bin off of Taya rather than just one of your tenies. Oh, even would be really great. Or even just a wall of cards in your graveyard, quick effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard pop a card on the short card on the field non-targeting yeah that'd be pretty good best duel you've ever had oh i've had a lot of really good ones i've been playing so long that i can't make a single a single duel stand out in my mind at all the only duel that stands out to me was uh back during our first ycs and the attack of the giant card where i was up against the marmel player with uh fire kings and i got the garunix loop on him yeah, yeah, I, dude, I, you talk about this game all the time. Because, like, the dude came in there fresh out of the shower by the end of it. Whoo! Yeah, you smell him. You stank, you sweating. Because he, he was afraid he's about to lose to Fire Fist. Fire Kings. Fire Kings, thank you, with Mermail. It's fire water format, not that kind of fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember we were at a case tournament a few months ago, and it was a Sword Soul mirror match, and it was me and this dude playing each other, and I'm just like... Oh, oh, dude, we went back and forth. Like, every game, we went to game three, and every game, we each made multiple misplays. And, like, normally, like, it would make for a really bad game, but the multiple misplays by each of us both swung the game in the other's favor so heavy that it was just, like, the craziest back and forth. Who was that guy back when I was playing uh, PK? We, it was, we were in that 3v3. Yeah, so his name is Trevor Comer. He is a... He has gotten... He has topped a couple of YCSs, including top four at, I want to say, the 200th YCS. Yeah. We had a 35-minute game nope, war. It was, no, it was... You do 50-minute rounds in 3v3s. It was a 47-minute yeah, round I game knew, one. I knew we had, like, five minutes at most for the, for the second game. And the only reason, and the only real reason why I lost is because I choked, and just. Fr- well, we didn't. We were helping you because we were both done with our games early. Trevor won his, I lost mine, and yeah. we were trying to help you out. And there was a play that we misunderstood the situation and told you to do the wrong thing. Yeah. So, but. But no, I still choked because I didn't identify that that no, that's not correct because of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have known the board state. Yeah, it was crazy. But that that was still the wildest that thing was, ever. Yeah, that that game was so much fun. I, I didn't even feel mad at myself afterward. Yeah, and that, that was just such a fun game. Yeah, 
Uh, are you guys going to YCS Pasadena? No. Uh, no, sadly we are poor. Also, YCS Pasadena is in November, and November and December it is almost impossible for me to get time off work because I'm a UPS driver. Yep. Uh, favorite legacy format? It's become Edison. Yeah, Edison. What is one card you controversially think can come back? Wind up carriers and matey, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to agree with the. Zen- I- I'm on the fence between Zen matey and blaster but blaster really isn't that controversial i don't think yeah i don't think so either what is one card do you think controversially should be banned Ooh, ooh, ooh! that's a good one all right hear me out mm-hmm. i think that alistair should be banned no, 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 no. I know. I know what you're going to say. I think it needs to be ratted into a Gemini monster. <laughs> the most chaotic way to get rid of the problem. <laughs> I genuinely think that uh, Dimensional Barriers should be banned. Uh, that card blanking entire game mechanics. Oh, yeah. No, I, turn I, I, at that where it can be res- like you can respond to like if your opponent does duster you they just chain it it's yeah like, oh well, yeah GG. and there's no cost to it that's my biggest issue and with red reboot gone there's no way to respond you have to have a set judgment ready to go yeah which is impossible to do on turn zero yep uh what is one card you controversially think is perfect perfectly fine just as it is perfectly fine just as it is truth be told the right? entire sword deck is fine Rivalry and Gozen. You're an absolute crazy person. Hear me out. They don't affect the two decks I'm playing. So why should I care? <laughs> I play Rivalry in the main deck. Rivalry needs to go at least to one, if not zero. But, but All no, of them. But no, hot take. I, I do agree. They need to go to one or zero. Um, I, I really have no opinion on this one, actually. I just... Yeah. If you could make arc, one archetype tier zero, what, what would you do and how would you do it? I still say Kyrgyz the way I said it with that one monster. I, I don't think there should ever be tier zero anything. Fair. How do you feel about Rouge decks this format? Not Rogue, Rouge. I'm currently playing Plunder and waiting on stuff for Bisted. Uh, Plunder is cool. Yeah, well, Plunder's very cool now. Or it will be in February. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, uh, Rogue decks are good if you can Floodgate. If you can't Floodgate, it's not worth playing. One Piece podcast when? When somebody does that $100 patron tier and requests it. Uh, why is Yu-Gi-Oh! so hard to be good at? Because it requires countless hours of time, dedication, research. research. Uh, you and, have to be a lawyer. And it also requires having more than one brain brain cell. Yeah, me and Caleb have two, but we share them between two of us. So it's like, what you going to do? All right. Hey, listen, that's going to wrap us up for today's episode. Thank you all again so much for listening and watching this episode. We have, I don't know what we did right on the last episode, but the last episode did very, very well on YouTube. So It was absolutely my thumbnail ship. Probably. 
So thank you all again for your wonderful support. Again, if you're interested in getting into the remote dual invitational, which is on October 29th, you have a couple of Saturdays to join the Discord server, sign up for that, and be sure to get into the tournament. Also, if you are interested in supporting the podcast, you can do it in a couple of different ways. You can, as always, join our Patreon, which there's a link to down below, and you, we will read the name that you choose out onto the podcast at the beginning. Also, you can use one of our affiliate links for TCG Player or Dragon Shield. And, of course, you can check out the one and only Millennium Threads on Woo. Etsy. So, with that said, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And have a wonderful weekend. Take care, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.